Hey, good morning. Thank you for joining. Um, just want to tell you what, what you're trying to accomplish today and what we're not going to be able to accomplish today. So first of all, I uh, do not know how to blow. I, I never mastered that. Uh, Rabbi Lyman will be joining us and uh, Hashem, going through some of the points that I want to touch on. It'll help, hopefully be able to share w what it sounds like. So we went through last night together the various points you want to touch on i think it'll hopefully it'll the the choreography will work we hope uh and it'll be clear um so I wonder, what i want to do first is explain the some of the background of the the, the of the issues which we're trying, going to try and talk about halakhically um regards to the length of the sound the type of sound um, what sounds which are problematic, what sounds are acceptable. So I want to see a little bit the background from the sugis, the sugis uh, from the Gemara, etc., and see how that go the halacha flows from the sugya. So I'm going to share a screen. And let me get get the screen that I need. Um, I thought I was going to share a screen. Give me one second. Um, here we go. Open. Okay, now. Zoom. Okay. So, um, for those of you who are able to, to see the screen, you're able to. See, so, we're we're looking at a Mishnah in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, Lama Gimel on the base. Uh, the Mishnah tells us that Seder Tekiyos is Sholosh, Shel Sholosh Sholosh. That the 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 correct order of the Tekiyos, which we're supposed to blow in Rosh Hashanah, is three sets of each one being three. So it's a total of nine sounds. Um, then the mission continues and says, Shir The length of a tekiah is the equivalent of three teruos, and Shir Terua is Kesholosh Yavavis. The Shir of a Terua is like three Yavavis. Now, that's a new word which we don't, we're not familiar with, what this word Yavava is, and the Mora is going to talk about that. Okay, so the mission has taught us two things. It's taught us that the mitzvah of the Torah is, that we're supposed to blow is, nine sounds, three sets of three uh, sounds, and then it talks about the, the, it's a key and it's a rua. Now the language of the Torah, the Torah only talks about, we find in the Torah a language of a tekiah, uskatem, etc. And, and, and the Torah talks about yom terua. Uh, when we talk about our tekiahs, we seem to have this other sound called the shvorim. And the, where, where does that come from? So that's one thing which we have to clarify. And we seem to be doing a lot more than this this minimal amount of nine sounds. So what's that about? Okay. Uh, that's the first point. Of, that's the first area we need to clarify on the mission. The mission tells me the length of, length of the kia is like three teruos, and the share of a trua is like three yavavis. So we need to clarify what those points are. So the Gemara, a little bit lower in the page, the more I ask from a different brisa, the more it clar clarifies that. We'll get back to that. Shir Teruah is Kegimel Yevamis. Um, so the more Zatanya, Shir Teruah is Kishlesha Shvorim. So the more introduces this word Shvorim. So the Teruah says that, like we're going to see, in the Torah there's only two words. There's Tkia and Teruah. Tkia is a straight sound, and Teruah is a broken sound. But as we're going to see, the Gemara says, we're not sure exactly what that broken sound is supposed to sound like. So we need to make up a new name, which the Torah didn't use, to differentiate between these two types of broken sounds. Now the word shever means to break something. Like you're meshaber something, you're shever something, is to break it. So the word shever is a great word to use for a broken sound. So once I know that the, the, the sound, which the Torah refers to as trua, is a broken sound, Barring the name Shever to use for that purpose is a good name to use. So the more I made up a new name, like Ritvo says, to order, in order to allow us to have two different words to differentiate between the, the different types of sounds which we're going to be using. So the more it says that what are we grappling with? 
we're grappling with, um, one second, uh, participants, move on. We're grappling with the, what is this sound? So the more it says like this, Marasavri Genuche Gonach, Marasavri Yelule Yolil. So there's two different types of sounds. So the, so the Torah says the word, when it translates the word Yom Tshrua Yelachem, here the more it says Yom Tshrua Yelachem. Umatargavinen Yom Yevava. So now we don't, Yehelachem. So the word Tshrua means a Yevava. Okay. Uksiv Be'imei Desisra. So the mother of Sisra was, was Mayavev. So we have this word Yevava. She means she was crying. So the Mora says there are two types of way to cry. There's a person who cries in long lines of a Genuche Gonach, which is a groan, type of a sound. And there's a type of a sound. People cry differently. So we're grappling with what is the word Yevava in the Torah when the Torah describes this type of crying. What type of crying is it? Descri- crying is it describing? Is it describing this longer type of a groan type of sounding sound, or is it this this very this very quick high pitched um, sounds of trua? So that's the two types of sounds that the Mora is talking about. Okay. So now, so Gemara says we don't, we have these two possibilities. The Gemara then continues here on, on Lama Dalam and Aleph, and the Gemara says like this, Iskan Rabbi Avo, Bikisri, Tekiah, Shlesha Shavorim, Terua, Tekiah. So Rabbi Avo introduced the idea of blowing a Tekiah, three Shavorim, a Terua, and then a Tekiah. So that's new. We've had before that we have this word shrua. It can mean, it means yavava. We're not sure what the word yavava means. It can either mean groaning, which we will call that the shever sound, or it means the yalila, which is the wailing sound, which is the truest sound. Now we're saying that you do both. So the Morris says, well, monashach, what, what do you want? Yalule yalil. If it means wailing, le'avid tekiya trua b'tekiya, so just do what we call tekiya trua tekiya. Vigenuche ganach le'avid tekiya shlosha shvarim b'tekiya. If it means groaning, we should do a tekiya three shvarim and a tekiya. So where it says masafkele igenuche ganach iyulule yolo. So the more it says, well, he's not sure what it means. So therefore, he does both. So now the more it sounds like we have a great idea. We, we, we're not sure, so we'll blow 12 sounds. A tekiah, a set of shwarm, we'll call that one sound. A trua, and then a tekiah. So you have to blow, the more learned before, there has to be a tekiah at the beginning, tekiah at the end, and there's three sets. There's a tekiah, this middle sound, tekiah, three times. What's the middle sound? We don't know, we're not sure. Doesn't mean groaning or wailing. So fine, so let's do tkia, groan, wail, tkia, three times, right? So that we'll call that 12 sounds because of the suffix. So Morris says, no, 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 not good. Still not good. Masla Rabbi Ravavira, Vidilma Yelule Hava, become Mafsik Shlosha Shwarim, Bain Trua Litzkia. So the Torah says you have to write it, blow a tkia, the middle sound, and a tkia. There cannot be any interruption between the tkia, the middle sound, and the, and the, and the tzikiyah, they have to be connected. Well, if the Torah meant wailing and you blow a groaning sound, and that's not what the Torah meant, that's an interruption. So that's not a valid form of blowing. So you can't just blow tzikiyah, shvorim, teruah, tzikiyah, and say, I've covered all my bases. Do that three times, I've covered all my bases, because if the, the, what the Torah wants is the, the, what we'll call the truest sounds, and again, the Torah uses the word uses the word trua. We're not sure what the Torah when the Torah word used the word trua what it meant. So Chazal using the word trua to refer to a wailing sound and shorm to refer to a groaning sound. So 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 the word trua being used by Chazal is a little bit different than the word trua used in the Torah. But the midst of the Torah is tzikia, terua, tzikia, whatever trua means. But you can't roll both tzikia 
different sound, trua and then tekiah. So if the Torah meant shvarim, and you blow this trua afterwards, there's a, there's something between the tekiah, the trua of the Torah, and the last tekiah. If the Torah meant the trua sound, there's something between the first tekiah and the and the trua of the Torah. There's this other sound in there. That doesn't work. You can't have another sound in the middle. The more says, okay, you're right. The harder of a tekiah, true of a tekiah. So we blow tekiah true by itself. Masal Ravino, the magenuch yehava, the kamafsik true ben shuram letekiah. The harder of a tashat, we're going to blow a tekiah shuram tekiah. So more says, okay, so we so you have to blow tekiah. Shvarim tekiah by itself three times because we if you have another sound in the middle it's not going to work or maybe it's, that's not valid. You have to blow tekiah what we call teruah, right? This wailing sound and then tekiah because otherwise if you if you put any other sound in the middle that's also a problem. So so we know why we blow tekiah teruah tekiah. We know why we blow, why we blow tekiah shvarim tekiah. Why do we blow tekiah shvarim teruah tekiah? What's that about? So Morris says okay. El Ravo, my iskin. So what was Ravo was what, what was he trying to do? You, you, we, we already said besides Ravo's then we blow it Tkia Shwarim Tkia. We blow it Tkia Truwa Tkia. So what did Ravo introduce? So Morris says, Maybe it means both. Ah, so now we have a we have a third possibility. It means a combination of the two. So more says, So then do the opposite also. We don't do that. So more says that people don't do that. Because Dilma Yolo Vagonach. Someone else came the more says the way people do things is they start groaning and then they start wailing. Okay. So the more it comes out that we're not sure what the Torah meant. Um, according to, according to most Rishonim, this is the, this is a suffix to Raisa. So we're dealing with the first day of, of 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 the dealing with the first day of Rosh Hashanah this year. It's on Shabbos. We're not going to build a shofar, but in, in general, we're dealing every year. We're dealing with the first day of Rosh Hashanah. So um, it's Mister the Raisa to blow shofar. I have to do it properly. The Torah told me how to blow, and the Torah was not clear what exactly that means. So I need to cover all my bases. So Mita Raisa, theoretically, all you have to do is blow nine sounds. Tekiya, whatever the sound is in the middle is, and then Tekiya again. Tekiya being a straight sound, some type of broken sound, and then a straight sound. Do that three times. Mita Raisa, I've done nine curlers, and that's all I need to do. But we're not sure what those nine curlers, what those middle curlers sound like. So we got to do various different sets. So we end up doing what we call 30 curlers. What are the 30 curlers? You have a, a straight sound tekiah, and then this groaning sound in the middle. And then it's tekiah, and we do that three times. We have a straight sound tekiah, and then a wailing sound in the middle three times. And then we have the, the combination of the two. And again, all of these are different ways to say this is what the Torah meant when it said the word Shruah. So we're, we're saying a subject to Raisa. We want to do the mitzvah properly. So we have to blow Tekiah. We know what a Tekiah is, it's a straight sound. We're not sure what this middle sound is. We're going to go v- blow the various different versions of what the middle sound is in order to fulfill the mitzvah of the Torah. So by blowing 30 sounds, we've, we've covered the nine sounds of the Torah. Nine of this, uh, that's one set. Nine of that, that's 18. And then the combination of tekiah, shvarim, teruah, tekiah, because maybe the Torah, when the Torah said the word true, it meant both together. So that's tekiah, those two middle sounds together, and then a tekiah times three, three times, that's four sounds. Tekiah, shvarim, teruah, tekiah times three is 12. So it's a total of 30 sounds. And we blow our 30 sounds, we've covered all the sounds we need to do. So that's that's clear. Now we also, the more is also thrown in, that if we have the wrong sound in the middle, we got a problem. So if my Baltakia starts blowing, he blows Takia, and then he blows Shwarim, and that's what he's supposed to be blowing right now, and then by mistake he starts blowing Trua, that's a problem. Because that sound doesn't belong. Right now we're saying that we're blowing Shwarim, believing that that's what the Torah meant. So we're blowing Takia, 
Shvarim Tekiya, and I throw in a true over there, or two truas over there, that sound doesn't belong there. So that's going to be an interruption between the Shvarim and the final Tekiya. So that's not good. At that point in time, you have to re- restart the whole row. Not the whole set, but the whole row. Right? The set of three, each row, is, there's a row, Tekiya, Shvarim, Tekiya. That's one row. Tekiya, Shvarim, Tekiya is the second row. Tekiya, Shvarim, is the third row. So that one, that one, so that the whole set you have to redo. You did two of them, right? And the third one was problematic. You redo the last one. So you have to start from the beginning of that line again. So anytime you have a sound in between, which doesn't belong there, the Gemara tells me that's going to interrupt and, and you're going to lose that whole line. So you have to restart from the beginning of that line. So I blew, I blew, I blew, I blew, I blew a beautiful tzikia. I blew this a beautiful shwara. And I blew a beautiful tzikia at the end. But in between, I blew two truas by mistake. I'm sorry, that doesn't count. So that... For what we're trying to accomplish with this line right now, that's not acceptable. We need to have you uh, redo that whole line. Okay. Now, so we know, so, so we, that's what we walked away with so far from the Gemara. The Gemara also told me the length of the tekiah is equivalent to the, the length of the middle sound. I don't know what the middle sound is, but whatever the middle sound is, the length of the tekiah is the equivalent of that middle sound. So if the Torah meant Shvarim as, as, as the middle sound. Right? Um, if if the, it meant Shvarim as the middle sound, that's the, what the term meant by the word, by, by Trua. Right? So whatever, how long it takes to blow Shvarim, that's how long the Zakiya has to be. If it meant Shvarim Teruah as the middle sound, that's what the word true in the term means. Right? So we call it two different sounds. Really, it's one sound. This is the true of the Torah. So we refer to it as, as a total of 30 sounds. The reality, reality is a total, it's a total of 20, 27 sounds. It's three times nine. The, the midst of the Torah is nine sounds. Tkia, trua, tkia, th- three times. I don't know what that means. I, I do 27 myself. We refer to it as 30 because we have a shorm and a true. In the, but reality, the, the, the true of the Torah, according to this possibility, is a combination of both. So if it's a combination of both, that's the true of the Torah. The Tzikiyah has to be the same length as that. If the Torah meant trua, what we, what we call trua, this wailing sound in the middle, so the key has to be that long. So the length of the key has to be equivalent to whatever the middle sound is. Now, it doesn't have to be the equivalent of what you blow as a middle sound. It has to be equivalent to what halacha requires as a middle sound. So you decide that you're going to blow uh, a very, very long set of shorim. Sh- sh- we, we blow three shorim, the Morris says, three shorim. Right. You want to blow five shorim, you're allowed to blow five shorim. Does my tekiah have to be as long as the five shorim? No, my tekiah has to be as long as the required sound. The required sound is three shorim. My tekiah has to be that long. Teruah, we'll, we'll see how, when we blow the very, very short staccato sounds. So how many are required? The mechloik is in whether it's required three or nine. We do nine. Let's say the person blows 17. That's his business, right? And the, and the Tiber's business also, but, right? But Mitzah, the, the Tzikiyah doesn't have to be longer because of that. There is an opinion of the rabbi that says that, they, that as long as you blow your middle sound, that's how long your Tzikiyah has to be. But we don't paskin like that. So we paskin that your length of your Tzikiyah has to be the same thing as the length of your, your, whatever your middle sound is going to be. Now, how long does the middle sound have to be? Um, okay. Um, so this is Machlach as we show it. So there's two opinions. We're going to try and be, we're dealing with the question of fulfilling the midst of the Torah. We're going to try and be Machmer. It has questions in both directions. So we know what the Kia sound is. The Kia is a straight sound. We know what the true is. It's very, very staccato sound. There's no way you're going to confuse a, a true with the Kia. What about the Shorim? Shorim is this law. It's, it's not as long as the Kia. It's not as short as a true. And it's this, it's this sound in the middle, it's a middle, middle sound. So how long does a shorm have to be? And how do I make sure that my shorm isn't a tekiya? So interesting, the Rishonim say that we differentiate by length of time. There, now this gets involved in an interesting question, which Rabbi Lyman will help us in a moment, with the correct way to blow a, a shorm. From the Rishonim, it seems to be all clear from the Rishonim that they blew the shorm as a straight sound, a short, ooh, sound. Right, as opposed to ooh, 
a, which has a hook at the end type of a sound. It was a, it was a straight sound. So now if shorm is a straight sound, what, how, how do we know this is a shorm and not a tekiah? Well, the answer is the shorm is short and the tekiah is long. So we better figure out how long is called short and how, how long is called long to be, be confident we're blowing a tekiah and not a shorm or vice versa. If my shorm is too long, maybe it's a tekiah. So I blew a tekiah and then another tekiah. That's no good. I have to blow a tekiah and then a shorm. Right? If my T is too short, I didn't blow it to keep the end, I blew a shorm. I said, how long are these lengths? So that's why it's very important to know what the shorm are. So the, the shear which we follow in Allah is we assume that a teruah is a staccato sound. Each blow that you can blow, as quickly as you can blow it, that's called one kayach, or one trumita, as referred to in the Gemara, one kayach. And a teruah should be nine of those sounds. The shvarim, the three shvarim, should be equivalent to that same length as well. So each shever is the equivalent of three of those. Three times, and there's three shvarim, so three of those, that length of time. Three of those is, is again nine sounds. So the the length of time it takes to blow nine sounds is the trua. Length of time it takes to blow nine sounds is your three shvarim, and your tekiah has to be at least that long. So when I'm blowing tekiah. Shavorim Takiya, my Takiya has to be at least nine sounds long. So now that's good. So if I blow Takiya, which is nine set, the length of nine sounds long, we'll talk about that in, se- in seconds in a moment. Right? That's a Takiya, it's not a Shavorim. Then I blow each shorter Shever, that's those are Shavorim. And then I blow Takiya at the end. Let's say I blow a short Takiya at the beginning, only six sounds long. So that's very confusing. The key has to be the length of time of three of the, of the whole middle sound. The whole middle sound is three shvarim, each one three. So the key is too short. All right, so that's not a, that, that key is a short key that's not going to be acceptable. So I would blow that key, blow the shvarim, blow, blow, blow the last key. Fine, as I'm sorry, that wasn't a good line. I have to redo the line because the first one was too short. So part of the job of the makri is to make sure that the, the, the sounds are long enough. Of course, the longer the sound is, we're saying that a tekiah and a shorm have to be straight sounds. You want your sound to remain straight. The longer you pull it, you stretch it out. Sometimes the pitch goes up and down. All right, is, that, is that a problem? That's, that's the, the next question. Okay, the last thing we're going we're to give the introduction before we do the actual, actual, actual blowing. There's a loch of the shima achas. So let's say a person blows two shorm, takes a breath and blows the third shaver. That's invalid. The three sounds in the middle, the true in the middle has to be done in one breath. So the three shwarm have to be done in one breath. Your nine truas have to be done in one breath. The person blows seven truas, takes a breath and does two more, no good. So he would lose that if he did a tekiah and did that, we say start, start over the line again. That's not acceptable, right? So that's going to be it has to be done in one breath. So now what's interesting question is, what about when you get to the shvarim terua? So basically what we're saying is that the, the true in the middle has to be a, a cohesive unit. Okay, what is, the, what is the true in the middle? Three straight sounds, cohesive unit, all in the same breath. What if, maybe it means the true of nine sounds. Cohesive. What about if it means a combination of the two? So does that mean, arguably that's what the Torah meant for the middle sound. Well, we say that that has to be one cohesive unit. So fine. So do you have to blow it in one breath? So you have to blow your shvarim and your trua all in one breath. But if you take a breath in the middle between the shvarim and the trua, it's no good, according to that. Or do you say, no, we're, we're blowing the middle sound because we say the nature of people sometimes is the way they cry, the cry of the Torah is a combination of the first groaning and then wailing. Well, the nature of people which groan and they will, sometimes what they do is they sort of, ah, and they take a breath and then they, they go, ah, right? So they, they, they do take a breath in the middle. So this is important because we showed them what, what you're supposed to do, whether you're supposed to take a breath in the middle. So what do we do about that? So according to the opinion that you're, you're, that you're not allowed to take a breath in the middle, if you take a breath in the middle, you make the, the sound possible. You'd have to redo the whole line. According to the opinion that you are supposed to take a breath in the middle, Mishimura seems to have bidiyavid if you did it in one nishima. So it comes out, if we do it in one breath, we're, we're good. According to one opinion, that's the chachila. According to one opinion, that's the bidiyavid. That's the only way to do it. 
according to the other opinion, if you do if if if, if we do it in two breasts, according to one opinion, we we did the best way to do the mitzvah. According to one opinion, we're not yours at all. So the the minute is that we do is we try and combine the two. How is that? The key is before Shimon Esther, we blow them in the shawarm through it in one breath. A slight pause, but one breath, not not taking a breath in the middle. And the tzikia is during chazor shashats. The 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 tzikia should blow shawarm shawarm three shawarms, take a very quick breath, and then blow the tzur. But he can't take too long of a breath because then it's two different sounds, and that's not good either. So that that that's a very challenging point to him to take a quick breath and not lose his ability to immediately start going into the trua very quickly. So that's a very challenging point to do that. Some Balitia can't do that, and therefore they just always do one Nishima, which would be acceptable as well. Okay, so how long is the shear of, of this Trumita that we say we these Kaichas? So if you, if you, looked at, if you listen to expert Balitia, uh, we did this in Tells, that um, we took the, the Balitia and the Yeshiva who uh, he still doesn't blow anymore because he's well into his 80s now. Um, and when he was younger, we, we, they recorded it and then they were able to slow it down. You know, somebody kept playing to him one time, he doesn't blow enough sounds. Right? You have to blow nine sounds. He says, I'm blowing enough sounds. Says, yeah, you're not blowing enough sounds. He says, let's see. They recorded it and they played it back in, slow, in, 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 the, a, in a very slow uh, type of playback. He, was, he, he had blown, I think, 15 sounds so quickly that the person couldn't hear nine even. That's how quickly he had blown them. So he was blowing on the average of about eight or eight to nine sounds in one second. Now that's very quickly. But the, the average, good, an extra Baltakia can blow, it can do it very quickly. You can blow six, seven, eight sounds in one second. So you have to blow nine sounds. That's a, that's a little bit over a second. Some swarm writes that, the, that we assume that the average person can get five sounds per second. So nine sounds would take you almost two seconds. Um, so that's a humor which, which a lot of people do when they make that calculation. Okay, so now we're going to blow, let's go through the sets. Tkia, Shwarim, Tkia. Well, let's start with Tkia, Tru, Tkia, Tkia, the first Tkia has to be the same amount of time as the middle sound. The middle sound is nine Truas. So the first key is two seconds long. Then you have your nine truas, which is about two seconds long. And then you have your last key, which is two seconds long. And you do that three times. And according to that opinion, you've, you've done the mitzvah of the Torah. Shh. Okay. The, the second possibility is that it means kia shvarim to kia. So each shever has to be three sounds long, the equivalent of three truas. Again, the total of nine. So the tia beginning is two seconds long. The three swarm together add up to about two seconds long. And the tekiah at the end is two seconds long. Let's say the mitzvah is tekiah, shvarim, teruah, tekiah, all of them together. So now your tekiah has to be 18 sounds. The, the tekiah at the beginning has to be the length of the middle sound. The middle sound is three shvarim, which takes nine, nine kreches. The nine teruahs, which take nine kreches. That's 18. Higher math, at least in my days when I was still in school, nine plus nine equals 18. I'm not sure what they teach nowadays, but in the old days when I was, when I was, in, was in school, in public school, that's what they said, nine plus nine is 18. So your key is going to be 18 sounds long. However, there's an opinion that says, but you have to get that breath. And also the breath takes time also. The breath takes about three sounds worth. So it should be 21 sounds long. That, that equivalent of 21 sounds long. So about four seconds, because really it's more, you really get more than five kachas in a second. So four seconds long is, is quite plenty to be able to accomplish that. Okay. Um, now there's something called tekiah gadayla, which is blown. That tekiah gadayla really is not, it's just a simon that we finished a full set. Um, to fulfill, it's a minig, it's not a halacha. And to fulfill the minute, you have to, it has to be longer than your regular tekiah. Good. So if your regular tekiah is four seconds, tekiah gala is five seconds. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do this 47 second tekiah gala, right? That's not necessary. It's very cool, right? But it's not necessary. The definition of tekiah gala means it should be longer than your regular tekiah. So if your regular tekiah that you blow in a, in a shorim terua is going to be tekiah shorim terua tekiah, that last tekiah normally is four seconds long. So you vote tekiah, which is six seconds long. Gesundheit, that's all you need to do. Okay, Rabbi Lyman, 
is hopefully going to be available to unmute. Okay. Um, so, so let's start with um, the so letter. Yeah. Can I just ask you one question? Yes. Um, sometimes uh, Baltakea gets a, um, a good spot where, you know, he, he's blowing well. So he doesn't want to move things around. He doesn't want to move the chauffeur around. And if that's the case, um, sometimes what happens is he blows the tekiah and he doesn't even want to move it at all. So he doesn't even take a breath before the shvarn. He doesn't want to even do that. So if you would blow the tekiah and then hold your breath, the, the makri would call out shvarim, and then blow the shvarm without taking a breath before the shvarm, what would the halacha be there? Okay, so that's a very good question. So let's just repeat Robert Lyman's question. The question will be, let's say I decide to blow a full row in one breath. Tkia, not, not tkia shvarm, teru, tkia. Tkia, teru, tkia. Tkia, shvarm, tkia. I've got a good spot. I don't want to lose that spot. So I blow my tkia. I don't take a breath. I blow the shvarm. I don't take a breath and I blow the tkia at the end. Lachas, it's invalid. There needs to be a breath between the tkia and the shawarim, and the shawarim and the tzikiyah at the end. Uh, we, we, you cannot make it all one sound, because that's really, halacha would say, if you do that, you made it one unit. But the problem is the Torah doesn't look at it as one unit. The Torah looks at it as a, a unit called a tzikiyah. It, it's, it's a set, but it's not one unit. Like the same way we said that all the three sounds in the middle, or the nine sounds in the middle have to be one breath, because otherwise it's, one, it's not one unit. Over here, by not taking a breath, you've done the opposite. You've made everything one thing. And that's not what the Torah meant. So that's a problem. Okay, so um, the first thing that I think, Rabbi Lyman, I think we would like to talk about just the length of the, the tekiyas for a set of tekiyah, shawarim, and tekiyah, or tekiyah, tru, and tekiyah. So we're assuming that should be the length of time of two seconds. So if you can help us with that, we'd appreciate that. Okay, so that's, that was more than two seconds. So that would be a, a definitely sufficient amount of time. That's all the long, length of tekiah has to be for a tekiah, shawarim, tekiah, or tekiah, teruah, tekiah. The length of time that you require at that point in time is, is, is very minimal. It should, just need, it should be two seconds long. You've blown a tekiah, your three shawarim, and a tekiah. Two seconds long. Now let's say we're talking about a tekiah, shawarim, teruah, tekiah. So now we're saying it should be double that amount of time. Okay? So that would be tekiah, the tekiah which you want to blow together with the tekiah, shawarim, teruah tekiah. So that tekiah is going to be four seconds long. Yes, Rebbe Lyman. Rebbe Lyman, we're not hearing you. Not hearing? No. We, it's so loud that it's overpowering the microphone. Okay, I'll move back. Okay, so that was that was that was that was four and a half seconds. Right, so again, so that's not a very long sound. The people picture they have to build these very long tekiyas. That's not what we're looking about. On the other hand, it's not a little it's a little sound that you hear that that's a nice, very um, uh, strong, significant sound. It's four seconds long. Is a lot. Of, it's a long time. Uh, right now, I'm going through physical therapy. For my, I, they hold something for 30 seconds. That's ah, 30 seconds. Yeah, it's a long time. 30 seconds is a long. Four or five seconds is actually a significant amount of time. Okay. Okay. So, so that's the length of time that we want to look at for a tekiah together with a shorm terua and then a tekiah. Okay. Now, one of the 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 issues is to blow a shorm that it sh shouldn't be too long and then be a tekiah. On the other hand, it shouldn't be too short, then it's a trua. So the, the amount of time that a shawarm wants to be, we want it to be the equivalent of three teruas. So Rebbe Lyman can first, let's blow a trua together and we'll see that how quickly you can get the, the sounds of a trua out and then we'll do, then we'll do the shawarm sound. Right, so that is, the trua sound is a very, very quick sound. If you had measured on the, on the, on the uh, that, that was Rebbe Lyman, how, how many sounds do you think there was? About 12. That was about 12. That was, that took about less than two seconds. Okay, so now let's, let's look at, if you want to do that, the, a shever doesn't have to be that long. A shever can be less than, well less than a second and still be the equivalent of three sounds. Rabbi Lyman. Okay, right? So that, 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 that sound is longer than a trua. It's 
much less in a second, but it's equivalent to at least three sounds of its ruah. So we're not looking at this major amount of sound that we need to accomplish to accomplish to get your shvarim. Okay. Now, one of the questions which comes up is to differentiate between the, the, the sound of the tekiah and the sound of the shvarim. So there was one minute, which was a minute in litta, was to blow the shvarim, instead of blowing it as a straight sound, blowing it as a sound which has a hook to it. It starts out low and it goes up, as opposed to a straight sound, because this way you cannot confuse it with a shorim, with a tekiah, even though it's too long, it would never be confused with a tekiah. Again, in the Rishonim, does not seem like that, because the Rishonim get very nervous about the length of times of your shever versus your tekiah, your tekiah versus your shever. It seems either the exact same sound. Tekiah has to be a straight sound. And that, is a, that will, and that is a challenge a little bit to make sure that your tekiah is a straight sound. But it seems to be that the idea that the, the later Rakhani came up with of changing the sound of the shever doesn't seem to be correct. On the other hand, there's no definition that a shever, when you listen to a person groaning, it's not a straight sound. You can hear that there's different sounds in that groan, which even, it's not one, it's simply one straight as opposed to the tekiah, which is supposed to be a straight sound. Okay, so there's two types of shever. Rabbi Lyman give us three shvarim straight, and then three sorim, which are which have the hook type of sound to it. Okay, Rabbi Lyman, we didn't get. The, I, I wasn't able to hear the first the, the straight ones. I'm sorry. All right, so that's the, the hook sounds. I, again, I didn't hear the straight ones. I'm not sure why we're not hearing the straight ones. Um, right, okay, thank you. So that's, that, that, that goes in, 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 each one is a straight sound, a short sound. Or it could, see the one is acceptable in Olocha. You'll have different poiskim will be, be more machma, different rabbanim will be more machma one way or the other. Um, and tells, where, where I grew up in tells, so the way they did it, they did it with a, like the Lithuanian way with, with a hook type of sound, the tu, tu, tu type of a sound, or utu, utu, however you want to say it. Um, uh, over, over here, uh, Rabbi Lepiansky follows the minute that they do with straight sounds, uh, and of course, which seems to be more rooted in the Rishonim. Um, okay, now, the, 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 the challenge by a tekiah the luck is it says that all carless are, are valid for tekiah. So a person could blow tekiah and it's a very nice, sweet, high-pitched sound. It could be a gravelly sound. Different shoifers have different sounds. And even the same shoifer, depending on where you get the spot, it might come out differently. All of those are, are kosher. That's clear in a lochum. The question is, what about if it switches in the middle of the same tekiah? So I started out with this, this, this and then it goes, you know, I, I get some of it, it goes downwards. What about that? Is that acceptable or not? So the Chazanish felt that even though the sound wavers in the middle, so sometimes it'll go high and it'll, it'll sort of like higher and lower in the sound, that's considered a straight sound and that's not a problem. The Maral Diskin, on the other hand, was extremely mockbed on this issue that it has to be a perfectly straight sound. And otherwise he felt it was invalid. So um, the... The, on top of that challenge is that you have is the ending of the tekiah. Now this many people felt was a problem. Many people feel is a problem. Sometimes that when you end the tekiah, there, there's sort of like this like it's it sort of like hooks at the end, and that's not acceptable because that's that's already changing the sound. It's going sh straight sound, then it's hooking up. That, that the tekiah has to be a straight sound. That's clear in the, the ready in the Rishonim, in the Ritvah, the Ramban, etc. The tekiah has to be a straight sound. So, um, Rabbi Lyman, if you could if you could help us with a straight tekiah, and then are you able to do a, a the hook tekiah at the end? I don't know, we right. get bad habits. I don't want you to get into bad habits. So it just basically ends, as opposed to hooking at the end. It just stops. Okay. I'm sorry, we didn't hear the list, the second one. All right, so you hear that sort of like that last, that it ends off with this like other sound at the end. So that would be problematic. And if, if a person blew that, really he should redo the tzkia. Now, here comes an interesting question. So we said that your, your, your row has to be a good row. So you blow a tzkia at the beginning, 
middle sound, tekiah at the end. So I blew my tekiah at the beginning, my first tekiah was great. I blew my middle sound, it was great, and I blew the last tekiah, this type of tekiah, which is unacceptable. Now what do I do? So I have to do the, redo the whole line, because really what I have is I have a tekiah, I have my shawarm in the middle, let's say, and I have this invalid tekiah, so that's a hefsik between the shawarim and, the, and my next valid tekiah, right? So I have, four, I have a row of four sounds. A good tekiah, a good shawarm, an invalid tekiah, and then a valid tekiah. So that, that doesn't seem to be acceptable. That's not true. As long as you were trying to blow the proper sound, even if it came out incorrect, that's not considered a hefsik. Mikiratin. What is considered a hefsik? If a person made a mistake, so he was blowing tekiah, shvorim tekiah, and by mistake, he, he forgot and thought he's blowing tekiah, shvorim teruah, and he started blowing a teruah. And somebody goes, ah! he stops after like two or three teruah sounds. But that sound doesn't belong there at all. That's a problem. Then you would have to redo the whole line. But if a person blows a tekiah, blows a shvorim, then blows an unacceptable tekiah, or a person blows a tekiah, and the shvorim don't come out good. He was a good tekiah, and he tries the shvorim, and he doesn't, and all of goes, Ugh. Some, some sound comes out. No problem. You don't have to, you don't have to go back to the tekiah because you were trying to blow a shorim at that moment, which is what you're supposed to blow, and it just came out wrong. That's not a problem. What is a problem is if you would have a, an intentionally invalid sound in between. Now, there is a shita, by the way, which holds that this is relevant, and it's very, very relevant this year. When you have multiple minyanim, that the listener also has this problem. So if he hears a tekiah, a shorim, and then, and then a tekiah, but he hears a true in the middle when it doesn't belong there, that's a problem. So you have two minyanim going, and this, this minyan is holding by tekiahs, teruahs, tekiahs. This minyan is holding by tekiahs, shawarim, tekiahs. And I'm listening to tekiah, shawarim, and I hear a true from the other, the other minyan. That's not a good idea. So clearly the minyanim, if that situation, they should stagger the minyanim. You shouldn't have this problem of people hearing the incorrect sounds in the middle. That's a, that's, that would definitely be an issue. The person should not do that. Okay. Um, so, so if a person again, if a person that, that's nature, then there are many, there are many you know, in, the, in the the years shalom ketikun on when everything is good and you have a good bal you might ask them to redo it anyway, because even though it's really acceptable to have that other sound in the middle because it wasn't intentional, but there's an opinion which says that you should redo it, so you redo the whole line. But make your that that's not necessary. So if you're having your novel, your novice blowing because that's you're, you're he's the 17th minion in the shul, right? You know he's that they're, they're that they're having their minion on the the back corner of the of the, of the rooftop, right? So uh, making the guy redo it is is is, is, is lechayim, both for the listeners and for the the person who's blowing it. So just let the guy do it. It's halachically it's acceptable. Just go weiter. And 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 you know he blew a tzkiah. He messed up on the shawarm in the middle three times. The fourth time he got it right. Halachi is the, the original tzkiah is good. The shawarm is good. The tzkiah at the end is good. So I would not recommend that situation redoing it. Okay, um, at this point in time, I wanted to discuss the, the, the shoifer itself, some points on the shoifer, but before we let go of Rabbi Lyman, is it, does anybody have any, any requests for music that he should play for us um, or any questions up at this point in time? So if somebody wants to unmute themselves and take a question, we can take a question. Yes. Yes. Um, my question is on the last set of the kios. What is the halacha regarding the breath between shvarim and trupa? Uh, you know, I, I missed one of your words. In the last set of the kiyas, what is the law in regards to? The breath between shvarim and trua. So what is the breath, the law with regards to the breath in between shvarim and trua? So, so our, our meeker adin, um, the ikr minig is where the first 30, which we blow before, before Mosif, we blow it in one breath. Shvarim trua is blown in one breath. And during Chazar Sashats, the minig is to do the, the shvarim truas during Chazar Sashats in two breaths. If a person can't do that, he should do it in one breath. Right, but the last, the set after Musaf. The set of the Musaf, or after Musaf. So after Musaf, it's a minig. It's not a mikiradin. It's just, it's not really a maaka one way or the other. It's just a minig to have a hundred karlas. So the regards of those last ones at the end, um, the standard minig is doing two breaths because once you start doing two breaths, you finish off in two breaths. But again, it depends if a person finds it difficult. There's no reason why you can't do it in one breath. Any question? Yes. Um, Sometimes when you start at Takiya, there's a very brief, like, high pitch until it settles down to the regular pitch. It lasts for a fraction of a second. Um, not at the end, but in the beginning. 
so, so that meeker then again, that if, if meeker then it's not a problem. The fact that the, the that's the chazanish, which the chazanish felt that if it wavers high and low, it's acceptable. The Maral Diskin was very machmer on that. Um, they said that the Maral Diskin would have Balit's kids come in the whole Elul to, to present to him to see if they can he, they can do that, get a full full sets out without doing that. Um, and then, you know, and then finally he would choose the person that he would want to use for Rosh Hashanah or the one or two people he would want to use for Rosh Hashanah to make sure that he got it right. Um, but Mikra did the Psak is that that's not a problem. So if a person finds that difficult to master getting it straight, the, the Ikra Psak would be that it's acceptable. He doesn't have to redo it. Uh, Robert Reinkel? Yes. Uh, you talked before about the importance of having a little bit of a break between the kolos. Uh, Tzkia, little break, Shvarim, to indicate exactly what was being blown. So when you have a situation where the shofar is going to be blown later in the afternoon for those who couldn't go to shul, and the person is blowing, generally I don't think there's a mockery with that person. They just blow the shofar straight. Right. Should there indeed be someone with that person to say to Kish from Shura to try to um, enforce the, the idea of having these breaks? Or, or how can or how, what should that person do to make sure to do that? Well, he should take a breath in between. So that really, really, what all you need is a, is a breath. So he blows the tzikia, takes a breath, blows the shvarim, takes a breath, blows the tzikia. That would be sufficient of a break. You don't really need a makri. You just make sure that he would take a breath in between each each type of curl, the tzikia, the middle sound, and the tzikia. So that would that would be sufficient for a break for that purpose. Rabbi Reigold, yes, I, I would just say that if the shofar is settled in a really good spot, and a person doesn't want to move it but does have to take a breath that they should breathe through their nose instead of through their mouth. This way the shofar could stay exactly where it's sitting and you get that breath in. Tips from an expert, Baltkia, okay. Yes, any more questions? Yeah, um, yes. it's okay, I'd like to ask a question. The, the, so I got a little confused. In the case of the Tekiah Shfarim, Trua Tekiah, um, if one is not taking a breath between the Shfarim and the Trua, then I guess it came out that there would be, the whole line would take 12 seconds four plus four, four plus two plus two plus four. Um, and then, but one if, is that, am I saying that right? But then what happens if one is taking a breath? Does it, is it like five plus two plus a breath plus two plus five or? Okay, so it's, okay, so, it, you know, re reality is that four seconds really is diva hosir because there is, the, the locha says that the amount of time of the coolant of the breath, with the breath, there's nine, there's nine kachis, for the three shwarim, there's nine kachas for the nine truas, and there's the equivalent of three kachas for the breath. That's what they assume. So that's 21. 21 four seconds is, tw is, is well over 21. You know, uh, assuming that you take five, you get five per second, you're right, it would be, it would be more than four seconds. But the reality is it's probably closer to six or seven or eight kachas per second. So a four second um, key at the beginning and a four seconds key at the end would definitely be sufficient. I don't think a person has to necessarily stretch the tequila longer than that. And because we don't want the tequila to waver, I'm not a big fan of the stretching the tequila longer than that, because the longer you stretch it, the more the chances that the sound's going to waver. Um, so therefore I, I would recommend, okay. Um, okay, so- If it doesn't waver, is there a problem with the tequila being much longer than the um, three? No, no, there's no Allah issue that can't be longer. Uh, it's just, you know, just the, the, the longer you, you, you have it going, the more you're potentially having a possibility of something going wrong. So, you know, uh, you, want, you, want to, you want to potentially, if you have this expert about tequila who can, you know, do 30 second long tequillas perfectly. I mean, now this year, which, you know, we're dealing with the world of Corona, you know, we want to try and be, you know, I don't think it's a good idea to personally allowing skiers longer than necessary. We're trying to be mamayats and the skiers, right? But any, any other year where that's not a, not, not a concern, I don't, uh, I don't see that uh, it's a real problem. As long as your Tzibur doesn't mind, if you have a Tzibur which is getting like, you know, like, you know, he, he's without already, so it's not a mile, uh, it's a which is, has no, it has no lachak mile being longer. It's cool, right? right? We're calling, he was called Shtadi, right? You know, Yiddish, right? But it's, it has no lachak mile being longer at that, beyond a certain point. I had a question about the Tekiyah Gadola at the end. Yes. So I noticed most, 
uh, Balaitkia that I've heard in the past actually do have a kind of little hook at the end of the Tekia Gadola. It's like, like that. Right. Is that a halakhic problem or? Um, it's really not preferable. I mean, I, I, to get out, go out there and say that's Mamish Puzzle, you know, I don't want to pass every, all those Balitski those out there, but it's really, it's, it's something we should try and be avoided as much as possible. And if the longer you stretch it out, the harder it is to end it in a straight, in a, in a good ending. Meeker, then you don't have to do with Tequila Gadola. Tequila is not necessary. You could do the same regular four seconds that Miyard say. It's just a simon that we finished. So we do with Tequila Gadola. But it's not necessary, Meeker Adin. So if a person says, if I do four or five seconds, I can get it straight. And if I do it 10 seconds long, it's going to end up with that hook at the end. You ask me, do four or five seconds, and that's much better in Olocha than doing a longer one with the hook at the end. I'm trying to be politically correct over here. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so, Reverend Lyman, thank you very much uh, for your demonstration. I guess, I guess if anybody has any questions directed to Reverend Lyman, uh, you can reach out to, out, reach out to him directly. Um, he's, he's, in the, he's in the phone book. I don't, I don't know his number by heart. Okay. Um, this is my son, Schreifer, which it really should be with him in Eretz well, but he didn't take it along. Right. Um, let's see if we can get a get a better get a better. No, I'm the speaker. Why is sound? Okay. Yes. Somebody else became the speaker. Okay. Um, why am I? How did that happen? I think you're the speaker. Okay. Because. I'm not seeing myself as a speaker. Uh, I, I'm talking, and it's not—it's not—it's not taking over. Somebody else is taking over. Okay. What? We see you. Okay, fine. Okay, excellent. So, when you're looking for, you want to check that. You want to, you want to check your show for. There's potentially two problems you want to be aware of. There's going to be a crack, which could be. Um, lengthwise, which means it's going to be going down the length of the shofar at some point, and there's a crack which would be this way, which would be widthwise. So if it's widthwise, it's not a problem as long as the shofar is long enough. It's not a problem. The length of the shofar is it has to be a tefach long. So you hold it a tefach. That's a tefach. So your shofar has to be that long. If you have a nice little shofar which is just fits right into your hand and a little more than that, you have a valid shofar. That's not an issue. If there's a, a crack and it has a hole and sound's coming out and that might affect the sound because some sound is coming out from the side and some sound is coming out from the end, so it might change the sound, that's going to be a problem. But in general, that's the, most people are not using a sharper which has a hole in the side where the sound is coming out from the side and not from the, from the end. What is more concerning is if you would have a, a, a crack which is running the length of the sharper. So it's going down the length of the sharper. So Again, theoretically, as long as the, 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 the primary part of the shoifer, which you put by your mouth, is a tefach long, the fact that there's a crack here, who cares? So it's like it's, it's not valid. It's fine. So it's like it doesn't exist. The problem is that Chazal recognized the fact that the more you blow in the shoifer, if you have a crack which is lengthwise, it tends to extend. So it starts out being a short crack and it gets longer and longer and longer and longer. So eventually, your shoifer has a crack all the way down which that's not kosher. So they said even before that happens, it's going to be puzzle because it has the potential to extend because that's the nature of what happens when you blow a shoifer. Excuse me. When you blow a shoifer, you put the strong sound through it, it tends to extend that crack. So crack which is width-wise, that doesn't happen. A crack which is lengthwise, the nature of the crack is it starts out small, and the more you use it, it's going to get longer and longer. So you want to look at your shoifer at the end of the shoifer, right where the opening is. Are there any cracks over there? Are there any um, a crack lengthwise, which is over there? And you want to try and avoid that. Now, it's only a problem if, it, if the crack it goes all the way through. So if, let's say in the outer layer of the shoifer, it's cracked, but inside it's still intact. So I look inside the shoifer and say, look, it's, it's fun. over here, there's no crack. It's only a crack on the outside. That's not a problem. But if it's cracked all the way through the width of the shoifer itself, the, 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 the thickness of the shoifer itself, if that is cracked, that would be a problem. A person should not use that shoifer. A person should be aware of that. So on, on this shoifer, which I don't, I'm not going to get the resolution, which is sufficient, you can notice there's, might notice there's a little, little crack right there. 
So that theoretically would be a problem because that's a crack which goes lengthwise. But after examination, it doesn't go through to the inside. It's only on the out, outer layer of the shifer. But on the inner layer of the shifer, the crack does not extend inside. So that would not be a problem to use this shifer on, on Rosh Hashanah. So the person should, should either inspect the shifer himself or have somebody else inspect the shifer before they use it to make sure that we don't have any problems with cracks, holes, etc. Okay, um, at this point in time, uh, I really covered everything they wanted to cover. Um, I guess if any questions, we take, take some questions, and then if somebody wants to go. Um, yes. Are there any differences? Are there any differences this year because there's only tios on Yom Tov Sheni? Um, not really. We're, we're knowing the Yom Tov Sheni without the tios, even though it's the Rabbanon, as if it's a deraisa. We, we did with like a Yomar Richta. So we want to be macro with it in general. The Chumras, in case of Bidiyev, if you have a Baltio, can't do so well. You know, so the Paisa can say, you know what, it's a Rabbanon, we'll be Mako. But that's, uh, we prefer not to be in that situation. Of the, we, that's not the Chachila way of doing it. Uh, Rabbi. Yes. In the Halosukha, the Takiya and Trua seem to be associated with the Chatzotzros. And the Terua was blown only to tell camps to move. So that through it doesn't sound like doesn't sound like it would be a mournful or a wailing sound at all. How did the Yavabos get in there? Okay, so we, that's a piece of Gomorrah which we didn't do, I, 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 you know, because I didn't want to get involved in, in all of the, the, the nitty-gritty of it. Um, the Gomorrah th does discuss the definition of the we, we do not look at the the, 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 the trua which was used in regards to Masa um, Hamachanos for this this drasha. The more looks looks at other psukim for that purpose. Um, and regards to Rosh Hashanah, regards to Yom Kippur, the Torah talks about blowing on Yom Kippur, the Yom Kippur of Yovel. When Yovel will be reinstated, and Yom Kippur of Yovel will blow the shofar the same way we blow the shofar in Rosh Hashanah, the same thirty karlas, etc. Or Moshiach will come. Maybe we'll know exactly what it is. We want to blow nine karlas, right? Um, so. Uh, but, 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 and when the Torah uses the word teruah in regards to Rosh Hashanah, the unklis, which is, comes from a star from Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara says in Megillah, translated as Yavava, which means that the Gemara says Yavava means, means a cry. So the usage of the word teruah in regards to Rosh Hashanah was a crying, was a crying type of a sound. Um, is, there, is there any reason to purchase a, um, a uh, shofar from a um, from source or to pick it up on Amazon is just fine. Okay, so those of you who have been, been here for a while, remember Ari Zivit Rabbi Ari Zivitovsky, Rabbi Dr. Ari Zivitovsky, who, uh, you know, uh, I think he has th this column in the Jewish Action called uh, Ari and Ari or something like that. Uh, Ari Greenspan and Ari Zivitovsky. So he did a, did a lot of research on um, the concern that, that there are Sharfers out there in the market, which are not necessarily kosher, they either come from animals which are not kosher animals, or because um, you can have a sharfer which doesn't come out well, you know, and it has a crack in it or something like that, and you can heat it, and the, the, the sharfer material becomes actually soft, and you can then massage it with your fingers and make it look like there's not a crack there. So um, there are theoretically uh, Issues with not every not every shofar that you buy, can buy in the store is a valid shofar. Nowadays in Eretz Israel you can get a shofar, of course, with a heksher. Of course, there's competing hechsherim, and which heksher do you hold of? You know, which one is valid? What's not a valid? There's room for, room for politics because that's part of Ju Ju Judaism nowadays that there has to be politics and everything. Um, so um, I'm not gonna get involved, and in, I don't I don't I don't have a bikiyas in it enough. So I would recommend buying it from a reputable source. I wouldn't necessarily recommend buying it from somebody just so that you don't know who you're getting it from. I guess if you could go down to the farm and take it straight off of the ram and then make it yourself, then you could be pretty confident you got a good one. So uh, but, uh, I don't, uh, you have to ask the Chabats because they're good at making sure more better than I am for that purpose. Okay. Um, you mentioned the sound coming out from the sound part. What about cracks on the by the mouthpiece? Would, would it be? Theoretically, cracks on the mouthpiece would be a problem also. 
again, depending on which direction they are, right? Um, it doesn't possible if there's a crack between where you're putting your mouth and the, the shifer itself, the later, there is, it's not like, it's like it's, an imp, it's invalid, it's like you're blowing. It's a, let's say I was a phenomenally talented person. I could blow into the air at, with a, a gap of, of a, 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 an inch gap between my mouth and the shifer and it'll still work, right? That's not blowing a shifer. I'm supposed to blow directly into the shifer. This is called a shifer still. Right, so it wouldn't be invalid for that purpose, but it would, but you would not want it to be over there as well. Um, somebody asked a question about when you're not not blowing in shul, how many how many should you blow? So the answer is thirty. Uh, the only reason we, we blow more uh, is we blow thirty because our masakin to blow the thirty together with the musaf. So by the by the svardim and by the chasidish, uh, they blow in shulish manasway thirty. And Chazar Sashat's 30. So you have 30 beforehand, another 90 during Shemanasa, and then they blow another 10 because the, the, the have a Masara that Aim Sisra had 100 cries, and we're learning from Aim Sisra, so why not do 100 cries like 100 cries? But that's a Minig Baalma. Um, so it's not, so in general, the accepted way we do it is when you're not blowing in the context of, of, of Shul, where you have Chazar Sashat's, you just blow 30. Even in the Shul, Mikra uh, din the chiyub is to blow either the, the thirty beforehand and the thirty during chazar sashats or the thirty during shlosh and th either you're going to blow sixty mikra din if you're ashkenaz or ninety mikra din if you're smart the extra forty or ten at the end are just the minik baalma. How about a covering on by the sound part of the shofar because of corona? You know, I, 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 it's, it's, it's a, it's an issue which is going around. I don't really have a real opinion about it, whether it's acceptable or not. I don't know whether it affects the sound or not. Uh, the people who are advocating it believe that it doesn't affect the sound. It could be that's true. Uh, I don't feel I have a bikiyas enough to know whether that's true or not. Um, so I can't tell you that it's, it's, it's not acceptable. Um, and I, some, some strong poiskim have sta stand behind it that it's acceptable. And some other ones are, are, are uncomfortable with the fact that we don't know, maybe it is changing the sound a little bit and changing the sound is, is it would halakhically be a problem. So Rabbi Ryan, okay. Yeah, whatever you know. your poiskim, your local Orthodox rabbi is poskiting. I think you can re rely on him. Um, as I pointed out other times, I am local Orthodox and a rabbi, but I'm not yours. Rabbi Rangel, building on what you just said, uh, if I remember correctly, there is a, a Mishnah that. Uh... What? He cards, yeah. S seven. I'm sorry, if yes. I, if I remember correctly, I think the, the Mishnah discusses when blows the chauffeur not to blow it into a pit, to blow it out of a pit, et cetera. So there, um, since you mentioned Corona, there are places that are going to be building these plastic or acrylic kind of booths around Bali Tefil or Bali Tekia, Bali Kriya. Uh, so if they're blowing the chauffeur inside this thing that's built around them, is, does that cause a problem because the sounds can bounce off the walls and are you really hearing it straight and directly from the, the Baal Tokea? So, so there, is a, there is a concept of, of if you hear an echo, it's a problem. If you, if, if, an echo sound is a problem. Um, the truth is any room creates some level of an echo, uh, but we assume that it, it's, it's because it's so close, it's heard together with the regular sound so immediately it becomes basically uh, subsumed under the regular sound. The issue was more a problem where you have a, a gap of space, let's say, let's say the, the pit situation, so you're really hearing the sound at, at, at a different time. There's the original sound and then there's this, the, the original sound and then there's this other sound coming afterwards, but if they're gonna be almost simultaneously, it's not a problem. So I imagine the situation where you would have the, 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 plexiglass surrounding it, it's going to be so simultaneous that it should not be problematic. Rabbi, what if uh, there is at the end of the chauffeur where the sound is coming out, if, if the margin isn't smooth, say there's one place where there's sort of like a chunk missing, it's not a crack, but it's not a, a smooth ending. I don't think that's a problem. Uh, that, I don't think that necessarily tends to, if it, it tends to continue because of that. But I guess you'd have to really look at it to make sure. Is there a is there a size of of the crack that would 
that, that's acceptable or is, or is it just any crack at all that goes all the way through? Um, my understanding is any, any crack is a problem, even if it's a very short. If it's, again, if it's lengthwise, it's going lengthwise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Rabbi, I say thank you for joining. I guess anybody, I'm still, I'm still around. If anyone wants to contact me, we're happy to take questions. Um, we should be zayicha that Mashiach should come, and, and we should be hearing the shofar shal Mashiach and the shofar Yerushalayim or Kodesh, um, and we should be zayicha to be able to fulfill the, the mitzvah properly, wherever we're doing it. Uh, the Baruch Hashem, there's going to be various different keys being blown around the community to make sure everybody gets to hear it, um, and everybody should be able to be zayicha to hear and fulfill the mitzvah properly. Thank you for joining. Amen. Oh, yeah. and thank you. You're well, Rabbi. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. Okay.